rise with the fire of freedom. Truth is the fire that burns our chains, and we can stop the fire of destruction. Healing is the fire running through our veins, and we can rise with the fire of freedom. Truth is the fire that burns our chains, and we can stop the fire of destruction. Healing is the fire running through our veins, and we can rise with the fire of freedom. Truth is the fire that burns our chains, and we can stop the fire of destruction. Healing is the fire running through our veins, and we can rise with the fire of freedom. Truth is the fire that burns our chains, and we can stop the fire of destruction. Healing is the fire running through our veins, and we can rise with the fire of freedom. Truth is the fire that burns our chains, and we can stop the fire of destruction. Healing is the fire running through our veins, and we can rise with the fire of freedom. Truth is the fire running through our veins, and we can stop the fire of destruction. Are you ready for the end of the world? This is your community spirit. Show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. Circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy, and therefore wealthy. To the peace and joy of Mother Earth. Uh, this is your community spirits coming at you live, local, and in your face on uh, WDBX 91.1 FM, community radio for Southern Illinois. Uh, now I'd like to like to thank Paul for the light on the law episode. I only caught a little bit of it, but that was good stuff. Um, and we're here with our own good stuff to share about community happenings, community news. If you're a regular listener, you might have noticed I'm not Orbeck. Uh, he's off teaching solar energy again. Uh, he's been doing that a lot lately. You'd almost think there's a demand for uh, solar installers and solar energy out there. <laughs> uh, maybe there is. Uh, it might be a good sign. But we've got, while he's, while he's off on his solar adventures, we've got plenty of news and happenings to keep us occupied. 
And so that that song was uh, Rise with the Fire from uh, Reclaiming and Friends uh, from their album called Chance. It's an album full of chants, and they decided to name it Chance. Uh, they're usually more creative than that, but uh, <laughs> I guess they wanted to be clear what they were presenting to the world. All right, so uh, let's get into a little bit of news here. Uh, we have uh, this story I wanted to mention because we've been talking about mountaintop removal for a long time here on, on Your Community Spirit. Basically, you know, they decide to blow up the top of a mountain, uh, push all the debris into a neighboring stream, uh, just so that they can get at the, the coal uh, underneath. It, it still to me sounds like a supervillain plan, you know, like we're going to blow up an entire mountain just for the sake of profit. Ah. But, but alas, it is real-world hijinks, and uh, here's the latest news on it, though. EPA blows up industry's plan to blow up a mountain. Uh, mountaintop removal. It's the mining process so destructive they couldn't even come up with a spinny euphemism that makes it sound like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true. But the EPA struck a blow against the high-impact mines today, uh, putting an end to one of the largest proposed mines in history, uh, Spruce Number no. 1 in West Virginia. And they did this by revoking its permit to dispose of mining waste in local waterways. Because cause that's, that's part of how uh, the, the whole process has gone on. You know, there's... There unfortunately wasn't a specific regulation uh, preventing blowing up a mountain, but once you had all, all of that debris from blowing up a mountain, you had to put it somewhere. And so they just shove it into a neighboring stream, and there was a loophole that let them do that. Now the EPA is, uh, is acting a little differently on that loophole, not letting this project go through. Now the permit was originally approved by the Army Corps of Engineers in 2007, and the Bush-era EPA didn't challenge it. Uh, but the mining activities at Spruce Number no. 1 have been delayed by litigation, and in the meantime, the administration has changed hands, and the EPA has gotten a little tougher on mountaintop removal mining. So, uh, there's more on this article if you subscribe to our newsletter. You can email me at treesong at treesong.org for the details. But there's a lot of environmentalists, environmental justice advocates, uh, there's a lot of local communities that didn't necessarily want their streams filled with uh, toxic sludge from a blown-up mountain. Uh, they're happy about this. The uh, mining industry, not so happy. Uh, the, the politicians who got paid a lot of money by the mining industry, also not so happy. But uh, uh, on the whole, my, my personal take on it is blow, blowing up an entire mountain and pushing it into a neighboring stream is probably not a good idea. So I thought I'd share that bit of news. Let's see what we have in other news. This is one I wanted to mention as well. Carbon cycle. Does pollution lock people into a cycle of poverty? Now, I'm, I'm probably, because of my name, Tree Song, and because of the uh, 
amount of time I've spent working on environmental issues, people probably think of me largely as an environmental advocate, activist, that sort of thing. But, you know, I also care a lot about people. <laughs> uh, you may have noticed that if you hang out with me. I actually like people. Fun to spend time with. But uh, I want to mention this story because there is a connection here between the uh, pollution and destruction of the environment and the effects on human beings. And those are some of the most important issues to look at because if we can address that issue, we're helping both the people and the planet. So here's the latest news on that topic. The EPA is about to spend millions of dollars looking at how pollution and a, a destroyed environment leads to poverty and the general decline of quality of life in the U.S. Uh, it's all part of the agency's uh, program to better address environmental injustice. Now, you've probably noticed that factories, power plants, and Superfund sites tend to cluster in communities that are already burdened with social stresses. It's like you're, you're already poor, you're already struggling to, to get a job, to make enough to survive. And you know what? We're going to put a toxic site in your neighborhood, too. It's sort of like adding, adding injury to injury. You know, there's a saying, adding insult to injury. Well, this is adding injury to injury. So uh, part of what this uh, study is looking at, though, is that it's not just an unpleasantness factor, is that, uh, po that poverty in the, tends to lead to these environmental disasters, and then the consequences of this pollution also tend to help keep you poor. So this is a vicious cycle that uh, needs to be stopped. Um, so yeah, it's it's often not talked about. Like uh, oftentimes, environmental groups will talk about how these environmental issues need to be addressed, but forget to mention that uh, minority, low income, and tribal populations are disproportionately harmed by these environmental woes. You know, if they're gonna if they're gonna put up a toxic factory, or if they're gonna you know blow up a mountain. They're not going to blow up a mountain that some rich person lives on. Probably not. <laughs> they're going to blow up a mountain where a bunch of poor people live. And, you know, they're not going to put toxic things in a neighborhood where uh, rich people live. They send it to the poor people. Uh, one study from Columbia University found that prenatal exposure to pollutants is linked to behavioral problems and cognitive delays, meaning that kids from inner-city neighborhoods may have a harder time staying in school and getting into college. Um, as if they don't already have enough barriers thrown at society by them for doing that. So it's 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 a vicious cycle. But uh, part of what's happening is the EPA uh, has new grants that will encourage research to examine this double whammy and what can be done about it. EPA Administrator Lisa P. Jackson has made environmental justice an explicit goal. Uh, in, in a speech, she explained how addressing the disproportionate effect of pollution is key to addressing other social issues from healthcare to economy. Uh, but this does raise the question, is it enough? Uh, research alone won't fix the problem or even make all the environmentalists acknowledge that there is one. And the uh, Times reports that environmental justice activists are frustrated with the slow-paced cycle of discussion, study, and more discussion. Yeah, I mean, that is an issue too, you know. Once again, if, if, if there were some toxic thing being put into a very wealthy neighborhood, it, it wouldn't result in this lengthy discussion and... and philosophizing about what the sources of the problem were. Somebody would step in, spend a lot of money on a lawyer, and it would stop. But oftentimes that doesn't happen in poorer communities. So uh, I, I do like the fact that, you know, at least the EPA is putting some effort into this, and I'm gonna, we're going to have more news on it as it develops. But also citizen efforts are always, always very important to keep 
uh, politicians and business people motivated to not destroy communities like this. All right, in other news, not-so-smart phones. Uh, Ask Umbra, a columnist for Grist Magazine at grist.org, is addressing the question of, are cell phones safe to use? Now, uh, I, I have a cell phone. Uh, a lot of people have cell phones, so I wanted to mention this. Uh, there's, still, there's still a question of whether or not they're safe. I mean, there's environmental consequences to creating these little technological devices and then uh, getting rid of them every year or two or six months or so to, to get the latest one. So well, one concern is the environmental concern of do you really need a new cell phone at the moment? The other concern is health, though. Um, are we really sure that cell phones are even safe to use? And Umber's answer, uh, she, if you want the full answer, you can uh, go to gris.org or sign up for our newsletter. But basically... Uh, there's been some research into this. The, the jury is still out. Cell phones emit microwave radiation. Uh, when they're held up to your head, your brain absorbs the radio frequency radiation, which can damage DNA. Uh, small adults and children absorb more radiation than people with average and larger sized heads, uh, where the radiation reaches two times further into the brain. Uh, so why aren't there more warnings on these products? And it's, it's because, uh, there's, you know, it's we've only been using cell phones in this amount, in this frequency, in this much of a widespread thing for 10 years, you know, 10, 15 years. And it takes time to research these things. Uh, the uh, Leanne Brown of the Environmental Working Group, which published a science review of cell phone radiation in the fall of 2010, said that, uh, quote, the FCC needs an update on the most recent science. They're using decades-old research for a lot of new technology. She added, there's more than enough evidence for us to rethink our cell phone habits. Now, we're probably not going to toss out the cell phones entirely at this point, but there are a few tips on what you can do if you are concerned about cell phone uh, radiation uh, mutating you and <laughs> harming your health in certain ways. Uh, one, one thing you can do is uh, look into the safety of your phone. Apparently, some phones have more radiation output than others. Uh, there's a link at Grist and in our newsletter to investigate that for your phone. You can also use a headset and hold your phone away from you while you talk. That way the phone isn't actually right by your head. Uh, you can carry your phone in your backpack or purse or uh, anywhere else you may be carrying your other belongings. Because uh, if it's in your pocket, it's, you know, less than an inch away from uh, vital tissues in your hips. Uh, also, texting more and talking less is another one. And uh, don't sleep with your phone next to your head. I mean, uh, that's actually something I'm going to stop doing is because I, I, I don't even use mine as an alarm, but in case it goes off in the night, you know, I have it right next to my pillow. And if it is emitting radiation that may be harmful over the long term, you probably don't want to have it next to your head for eight hours every night for the rest of your life. <laughs> so those are just a few tips. Uh, doesn't hurt to maintain those even if, even if you're not sure that the radiation is sufficient to cause harm. I'm probably going to take a few of those tips up myself.
right, uh, let's get into some of the happenings, because we have a lot of happenings to get to today. Uh, today is the 14th day of the year. Uh, that's the fun of January, you know, as you, you know what day of the year it is. It's, it's only 14 days into the year. There's no complicated math involved. Now, here's a little bit of math required. There's 351 days left in the year. Got some holidays coming up. Saturday is the actual birthday of Martin Luther King Jr. Now, we observe it on the Monday coming up, but the actual day that he was born was the 15th of January. So, a uh, happy birthday to Martin Luther King Jr. Also got some holidays coming up. Uh, the Golden Globe Awards. So, that's uh, exciting stuff in the celebrity world. Appreciate a Dragon Day, uh, National Nothing Day. Uh, Religious Freedom Day and World Religious Day coming up on Sunday. Uh, got Monday is Kid Inventor Day. So if you're, if your parent and a little kid runs up to you saying, oh, I've got this great idea, you might want to actually listen to them. <laughs> Maybe they've got a new invention for the world. Uh, Monday is also the observation of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, that's interestingly enough, it's the birthday of Benjamin Franklin. Uh, let's see. Tuesday is Rid the World of Fad Diets and Gimmicks Day, and it's the anniversary of the Lewis and Clark Expedition Commission. And Wednesday, this is exciting as an author, this is the birthday of Edgar Allan Poe coming up on Wednesday. And, uh, let's see. Thursday, Thursday is, is the, the dawning of the age of Aquarius. It's, uh, the, the, the Aquarius sign is coming up on Thursday. Uh, let's see. It's also Get to Know Your Customer Day, and uh, Women in Blue Jeans Day, and Women's Healthy Weight Day. So, lots of holidays to celebrate. Uh, it's always fun to know what people are celebrating. Uh, I, I like celebrating things. If you have a holiday you'd like to send our way, my email address is treesong at treesong.org, and we'll do what we can to mention it on the air. All right. Attention all music lovers and philanthropists. They're having the first ever winter folk extravaganza. It's coming up on uh, uh, today, later today, from 7 to 11 p.m. at Cousin Andy's Coffee House. Uh, that's at the Church of the Good Shepherd Fellowship Hall. Uh, that's located at Orchard and Swartz in Carbondale. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. The suggested donation of $10.00. Uh, they're featuring Southern Illinois songwriters uh, Andrea Statter, uh, the Gordons, and Carter and Connolly. This is a triple feature benefit show, and that all sounds like good music, so it's very exciting. Uh, you can try their fair trade coffee and herbal teas and sodas and uh, uh, Town Square Market cookies. Got all sorts of good stuff there to munch on while you listen to the music. And once again, it's not just it's not just one act this time; it's three. Uh, so, exciting times, uh, Cousin Andy's Coffee House, uh, Orchard and Swartz Streets in Carbondale. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. Sounds like a good time.
And speaking of music, uh, listening to some Vivaldi in between our, our stories here, uh, the four seasons, specifically winter, because uh, it's still wintry out there. And also speaking of music, uh, a new recurring event is coming up, uh, Soil Chorus, the Chant and Song Circle, uh, happens on Sundays, every Sunday at 3 p.m. at the Gaia House Interfaith Center, 913 South Illinois Avenue in Carbondale. Soil Chorus is a weekly earth-centered chant and song circle. Uh, we basically get together, share some earth-centered songs. Uh, people can bring their own songs if they want. It's an opportunity to share music together in a group environment. And you don't have to be a, a skilled artisan musician. Uh, part of the goal is to have people who just enjoy singing come together and uh, sing together, learn how to sing, uh, have a good time. So once again, Guy House, uh, 913 South Illinois Avenue in Carbondale, Sundays at 3 p.m. Hope to see you there. All right, now our main uh, main happenings for the weekend are related to uh, Martin Luther King Jr., his birthday, uh, the actual birthday, and the celebration of his birthday uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, some people just celebrated for a day, but here in, in Carbondale in Southern Illinois, we celebrated a little longer than that because uh, we appreciate the work that he did for our, our, our nation, our world, uh, in terms of bringing equality to people and spreading the word of nonviolence and equality. So we've got a whole series of happenings here to mention. Um, one is the uh, celebrating the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, this one is coming up. It's on uh, Sunday, January 16th, this coming Sunday, at 4 p.m. at the Carbondale Civic Center, 200 South Illinois Avenue in Carbondale. Uh, it's going to have special music, interpretive dance, a multimedia presentation, and a special art display by children in the area. And I have the special guests, the Ira Grove Young Men of God Praise Dancers from East St. Louis. Uh, now, the public is asked to bring a non-perishable food item to contribute to the Good Samaritan Food Pantry. And I, I appreciate that fact because, you know, it's continuing the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. to work for social justice for people. Ensure that everyone's needs are met. Uh, so, exciting times. Once again, that's uh, coming up on Sunday, 4 p.m., Carbondale Civic Center, 200 South Illinois Avenue, in Carbondale. We also have the 29th annual NAACP MLK Commemorative Breakfast. Uh, this is coming up Monday, January 17th. Uh, it's at the SIUC Grinnell Hall, lower level. Starts at 7 a.m. for the breakfast. Uh, the actual program starts at 9 a.m. Uh, tickets are $5. Uh, there's going to be a diverse gathering for a Carbonale tradition, uh, sponsored by the NAACP Carbonale branch. 
theme this year is Martin Luther King Jr., One Nation and One Dream. Now, if you want more information on that, you can call 618-527-2863, or you can show up at Grinnell, 7 a.m., uh, or, you know, you can get there at 8, at 8 a.m. if you want to eat a quicker breakfast and then uh, enjoy the program. Uh, I've been to that a few times. Always good stuff going on there. Uh, uh, speakers, performances, it's a good time. All right, here we go. Another another Martin Luther King Jr. related happening. Got coming up on Monday, January 17th, this coming Monday, uh, there is a Freedom for All March and Rally. March starts at 10.30 a.m. at the Guy House Interfaith Center and ends with a rally at the SIUC Student Center Corker Lounge. You're invited to join uh, fellow students, <laughs> excuse me, students, faculty, staff, and community members will be there in a march and rally to remember the legacies left by uh, Dr. King, and also by other uh, nonviolent social justice activists like Cesar Chavez, Harvey Milk, Mahatma Gandhi, Mother Teresa, and countless other heroes. You can acknowledge the continuing struggles for equality, freedom, justice, and human rights for all. The featured rally speaker is Marilyn James, community advocate, close friend of the King family in Atlanta. Now, for more information on this, you can email dmoran at siu.edu. That's D-M-O-R-A-N at siu.edu. Or you can show up at Guy House Interfaith Center at uh, 10.30 a.m. on Monday. And that that is timed as it has been in past years to coincide nicely with uh, the wrapping up of the commemorative breakfast. So uh, if, if, you have a, if you're hungry for justice, if you wake up hungry for justice on Monday, and wake up at 7 a.m. bright and early, go get some breakfast, uh, hear the words about Martin Luther King Jr., then uh, head over to Guy House at 10.30 and go for a march. That sounds like a good way to spend a Monday morning for me. All right, uh, so this has once again been an informative and exciting episode of Your Community Spirit. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Uh, treesong at treesong.org is the address to send any news, happenings, complaints, praise, uh, any any stuff you want to send my way, that is the place. Uh, so I uh, thank you for listening. Hope you stay warm out there in this cool weather. And we'll see you here next week on the radio.